What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with bonus episode number 12 of the TNA Crossline podcast. I am Bob Gunning Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, on this second trip on the indie scene, we are heading back to July 29th, 2005, for arguably a dream match. Because people love to call the P- these types of matches dream matches. Where... WWE superstar. Yeah, he, that's true. He signed. He's back with the company at this point. Matt Hardy is taking on TNA superstar, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. So it's a rare WWE contracted wrestler against a TNA contracted wrestler on an indie show. It's International Wrestling Cartel, Monroeville, Pennsylvania. No excuses. That is the match that we're going to be watching today because there's no impact until next week. That's right. Spike TV coming right at you next week, next Sunday. Episodes drop different days now, okay. starting next week. Um, yeah, once again, Bob didn't want to watch the whole show. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I'm just teasing you. Actually, I'm looking at this card, and I don't think I want to watch this whole show either. So, Well, I've, I've watched this whole show before. Oh, I don't know. If I I've should... reviewed it for wrestling recaps. Uh, dog. Oh, that sounds good. I mean, Eddie Kingston's on it. Claudio is on it. Delirious. Um, Matt Seidel. John McChesney. He doesn't know that. It's Some Tracy people... Smothers. Chris Hamrick. Yeah. I mean, if I saw this card, I'm not sure I would watch it, but here it is. Yeah, well, you don't know like half the people. So. Oh, do you, is you are you the biggest Shirley Doe fan? Uh, actually, no. Oh, okay. And are don't you the call bit, me. Are you, and don't call you, me Shirley. Anyway, uh, this should be an interesting one. I'm curious to see how this matches. Um, I've never watched an IWC match or show at all. Of course not. Here it is, all mainstream, dude. Um, mostly, but not all. No, you pretty much are just. So uh, before, just like last week, we are going to cover some notes, news and notes, and then we're going to get right into it here, and it's going to be a good old time. So I guess we're just going to dive right into it. I'm just going to read from top to bottom. Usually I I try to jump around for things that make sense, but I'm just going to go right from the top because I don't want to scroll all the way back up here after I go all the way to the bottom. So we're going to start out with a Don West interview. Nice and random here. Uh, he was on a radio show that uh, Alvarez forgot the name of, and he didn't write it down. Um, he did say, uh, you know, he's a huge fan of Amazing Red, and he actually claims here that uh, Amazing Red is still with the company, despite the fact that he basically hasn't wrestled really at all. He had, like, what, one match this past year? Uh, sure. So Don West apparently claims he's still with the company. <laughs> Maybe Does that Amazing just be- Red know that? 
Maybe that just means um, he's on good terms with the company. Um, now, he said that he used, he used to always stand up and cheer during his matches. Uh, so the guys dared him, probably as a rib, to stand on the table and do it, which, of course, is that big famous uh, go, rip, moment. Go, Yeah. Um, so when he was up there, Jerry Jarrett was on the headset and told him to start cheering and screaming at the top of his lungs, which he did, and the rest is history. Um, he also says that his wife picked out his first shiny shirt, and it stuck to the point where one day when he didn't wear it, and we heard about this before, he didn't wear one on TV, uh, he got hundreds of emails from disappointed people that he was not wearing his shiny shirt. Pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, there's a brief note with a David Sahani interview with our uh, friend of the show, Alan Bojic. Did I say his name right? Um, and David Sahadi here says that he was uh, he was asked about changes when they jumped to Spike, and he says, "quote The entire look of the show will be changing. We are currently in production of a new opening for Impact, oh, oh which will be aggressive, violent, and fresh." Thank fucking god. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, they're completely redesigning all the graphics and bumpers for the show as well. So this is a pretty uh, big deal. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, lots of rumors. Uh, this is no longer about the interview. There's lots of rumors of Ultimo Dragon coming in, but apparently the last that they heard, um, the chances were very slim. So he's probably not coming in. I don't understand why it's such a hassle to get this guy in here. I mean, he's done other indies in the state. I know. I know. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's some uh, breaking news here, and that's that Matt Bentley has opened up a new website, <laughs> officialmattbentley.com. And on there, he plugs his new training school. And there's a line that says, you uh, now have the opportunity to train with one of the best, Matt Bentley. Hmm. It should say, now you can train with Shawn Michaels' cousin. Right. Yeah, that's that's a missed opportunity for marketing. Uh, I wonder how many people went to his uh, school. That's a good question. Uh, this is a pretty, this is a pretty big one, Bob. This one relates to uh, me quite a, quite a bit, but it's um, available now at Walmart nationwide. The TNA analogy box set. That's right, the same one that I picked up at the Walmart, which includes Victory Road, Turning Point, and Lockdown for twenty four ninety six. Did you say analogy? Anthology. Sorry, I was gonna say. I don't think you know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, I was excited. Anthology. Anthology. Duh. That's Syracuse education, baby. I was excited. Okay. I was excited about the box set. So it's $24.96 for these three pay-per-views. Um, and Alvarez, no, Alvarez says that's really cheap. But to be honest, if TNA really wants to promote themselves, they should sell those things at cost just to try to unload as many as possible. Which that's not how business works, but that's fine. He yeah, said, no, what? At cost. Yeah. No, he, although it's kind of funny. So he says, I mean, if people don't know what TNA is, if they were at Walmart and they saw three DVD set for five ninety five, oh my god, they'd be more likely to take a chance on it than they would for twenty five dollars set. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, no. Although I'm pretty sure when I got it, it must have been on sale because I definitely remember paying ten bucks. I thought I one hundred percent bought mine for ten dollars. Okay, so I'm not crazy. It was nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and it, then, it wasn't it wasn't the same set. It was like a 09 one, I think, like a late 09 one. But it was definitely not twenty five dollars. It was like, yeah, it was ten bucks. 
Um, and he, yeah, I mean, he literally goes into, I'd sacrifice some DVD revenue to get the word out. That's not how business works, but not at all. That's fine. Um, so now they're, they're not Walmart where you can do at cost for some items because then you're making a huge markup on other things. Right. Right. Um, so this is unto Dave Meltzer now, thank him. Um, so tons of more people have been added to the, um, 10, three raw show. Now among those announced already. Uh, plus, we have added people like Jim Duggan, uh, who is apparently the president of the WWWA, potentially, which we've heard like stuff about that a little bit. But uh, there's other people like Iron Sheik, Roddy Piper, Greg Valentine, uh, Jimmy Snuka, Nikolai Volkov, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. So a whole bunch of legends. Tons of people, dude. But the one that's interesting to us is that Jimmy Hart is going to be on which even dave says isn't that weird because he's the manager of the tna tag team champions and may appear on the shows technically on the same night and he says joining rick rude is the answer to a trivia question holy shit yeah weird now, there's actually another note about that, which I might, I'm might i going to jump out of my way here so I can find it because it is direct. Okay, so here it is. Uh, he says, this Jimmy Hart deal is weird. He did ring announcing at the last WWE house show in Memphis. He's appearing on the October 3rd WWE Live TV show. He's the manager of the NWA World Tag Team Champions and works behind the scene for TNA in Orlando. And now he's the guy in charge of getting a venue enlisted as a the board for a third company that is also looking at basing itself out of Orlando. He said, I know he doesn't have an exclusive contract with TNA, but this is ridiculous for whatever it's worth. Hart has claimed to TNA officials that he has absolutely nothing to do with WWWA. And the only conversation he's ever had with Nelson was a long time ago and was set up when Jerry Jarrett was negotiating with Nelson to be on the Jarrett family net in case things went south with TNA. So Jimmy Hart, he's playing it all, baby. Yeah, no, he he's doing he's doing what wrestlers do. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He, he's trying to have all of his options open. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. So, um, the, we're gonna probably talk a lot about TV stuff today, jumping around here a little bit. But uh, lost in the shuffle um, is that in many ways, both the October third and the October tenth are a major moment of truth for both UFC and TNA. We'll finally get the question answered as to how many of the UFC ratings is due to the WWE lead-in and how much of the reality show can draw on its own. We'll also get to see, at least at a starting point, as a starting point, where TNA's fan base is. In the case, or in this case, it's TNA that would theoretically have the benefit of nearly 2 million viewers, mostly men 18 to 34, who like fights leading into them on both Saturday and Monday nights. I don't know, maybe I'm, like, the weird person, but, like, if I'm watching a show till midnight, chances are I'm not going to stay up after that to keep watching the show. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm, like, weird. I think that's a fair thing. I don't know. Um, so, I don't know, this TV stuff is pretty interesting, but I we'll, we'll see how the ratings do. We're going to keep talking about it until it happens, so. Um, we have confirmation that pretty much, um, Brian Danielson's not coming to TNA, in case you didn't know. Um, during a There's a Ring of Honor show uh, where he defeated James Gibson to win the ROH title. 
and apparently a four and a half star match or around that range, Dave was told. Um, after the match, he he talked highly of a bunch of people, but he does say he's not going to TNA or WWE as long as he's the ROH champion. And at this point, there doesn't seem to be any movement from either side about making him an offer anyways. So, uh, and now, of course, if TNA wants him, he'll get the second offer anyways. That seems to be how things have been going. So I wonder how long he's Ring of Honor champion for, probably like three years. Yeah, he must be. Um, we do have some good news now. Sean Waltman showed up at the home of one of his family members on yeah. September 18th after disappearing for one week, and so he's okay. Uh, there's no word as to where he was for the past week, and he hasn't gotten back to any of his friends in the company. As things stands right now, there are no plans for TNA to use him in the future. Yeah, that's probably a safe call. Yeah. And now we're going to chat a little bit about our last bonus episode. So we just watched, last week we watched Border City Wrestling's International Incident. Jeff Jarrett won the NWA title from Raven. We didn't say that in the beginning of the show, but it happened. If you guys didn't check it out, listen to it. We break down Unbreakable and some crazy backstage notes, and then we watch the match. Now, to get everything in place for the debut on Spike, Jeff Jarrett got back the NWA title and joined forces with AMW to form a heel horseman-like stable on Scott DeMortis. Border City Wrestling Show on September 15th in Windsor, Ontario. The match was taped and clips should air on TNA, with Mike Tanay as the ring announcer and Jeremy Borash helping film. I believe the plan is to air still photos on the TV show. Or, or sorry, this is the TV show on September 23rd. So that is on the, one of the highlight shows. And then to air footage on the Spike debut. The idea of changing the title on the show was actually planned close to two months ago. Believe that or not. It was, one, it was one of those deals where everyone was shocked. TNA management was shocked that somehow the story never got out, although Raven himself wasn't told about the title change till around September 13th. Now, he was expecting to lose to Jarrett. He just didn't know when. Um, and it is actually noted here that there was 400 fans in attendance, and these fans were so shocked that even seeing Jarrett win and be announced as champion, and even with TNA there, they most were leaving the building thinking it would be overturned. It would be like an overturned screw job thing and didn't believe that they really had just seen a title change. Uh, I probably would have the same mindset. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, and it, I mean, he kind of breaks down the match. We don't need to do that. We literally just covered it. But he does say that match itself was said to not uh, be much, really. It went around eight minutes total, like match wise. Um, and yeah, basically at the end, we saw America's Most Wanted. They came in. Super kick Raven hit the death sentence, uh, and then Jared pinned him. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now, if Jarrett is any kind of long-term champion, it will be a mistake. Dave says, as a transition guy for starting on the new network, uh, they have nobody who is the right guy for the spot. Uh, Jarrett is by no means the right guy to start as champion, but nobody else is any better. Uh, as you have to realize, the booking now is totally being done based on the idea that they are gearing for a 60% or more of an audience that is totally unfamiliar with the product. I don't even see it as a short-term bad move. It's just a bad move for the small internet-based audience. Uh, but the whole key of whether the promotion is going to make it or not depends on whether Spike TV exposure greatly increases their other revenue streams through the greater exposure. And then he kind of goes on to say that the title change... Also shouldn't be rushed, though, because whoever they choose has to be at the point where fans want them to win badly before they even get a shot. 
and there's no emotional payoff uh, for the face win. Since AJ Styles doesn't really want it, as he would rather stay X Division and work with people he can have his best style match with, the leading candidates to Dave Meltzer here, he says, would be Monty Brown or Samoa Joe. And two-thirds of the people who tune in on October 1st will have never heard of either of them, so it cannot be rushed. So basically, he thinks they need to build this for, like, months before they should do some kind of title change. I mean, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, it's probably pretty fair. I don't think they should change it on the first show. However, just, I don't know. This is just a crazy thought, maybe. Don't you think it'd be kind of cool if they just did the Raven-Jarrett match on the main event of the first show, and then if you really had to change it, you could have the title change on the first show? Well, I I agree with you there. And then having AMW do the heel turn, that's a pretty memorable first episode. Yeah, you think? Like officially turning heel. What the heck, dude? It's freaking crazy. Anyways, um, moving on, we have some interesting stuff here about the debut, about Bound for Glory. So, set for Bound for Glory right now. Mind you, we have had nothing, no TV, nothing. We're just going to, and we've already talked about some of this, but not this first one. Set for Bound for Glory, AJ Styles will be defending the X Division title in an Iron Man match with Christopher Daniels. Oh, so like a rematch. A rematch from that awesome Iron Man match they had on February 13th, where Styles beat Daniels, uh, which is probably is said here that probably the second best match in company history. Uh, we also have Samoa Joe versus Jushin Liger, which we talked about last week, and the Ultimate X with Petey Williams, Chris Sabin, and Matt Bentley, also discussed last week. Now, the main event is most likely... Oh, you're going to lose it right now, dude. <laughs> the main event? Oh, God. Okay. Is most likely to be Jeff Jarrett against Kevin Nash. Now, <laughs> what? what? Yeah, yeah. Now, except for Joe Verslager, most of this sounds like reruns, but the idea is that Spike will be bringing in a new audience, and they want to give the new audience an awesome pay-per-view. So it's okay to do things that they've already done over the past year, because in theory, this would all be new to the majority of viewers. They should have a new audience for TV. Whether they'll have a new audience for the pay-per-view, though, is a big question. Because if they don't, they will be not off to a good start in what really, um, in what is really the year that is going to make or break them. So, okay. So as a guy that's you know watched you know TV or whatever, I would probably still watch another Iron Man match between Styles and Daniels. Right. So even if that's like a retry, that that is. Right. I don't know about fucking Nash and Jared. I mean, Nash, yeah, what? He is not even here. We'll be talking more about that as we keep we keep going. How, Bound for Glory is, you know, this big pay per view. He hasn't been here since like lockdown when he had a staff infection. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, the name Bound for Glory that always I always feel like that should be some young star, right? solidifying themselves as a you know main event guy bound for glory it's like it just makes sense right to go with a wcw 2000 main event that i don't know i don't know yeah so now listen to this though so kevin nash apparently was originally going to be doing a cameo at unbreakable so they were going to show him at unbreakable Mm -hmm. Um, the spot uh, was during the planned interview where they would actually be showing Walton and Nash talking in the background as like a mystery 
uh, deal where you like don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with no Waltman, the decision was that they just decided not to do anything with him. Um, and he was actually backstage because he was shooting promos for the Spike debut and for Bound for Glory. So he was brought in to like shoot preemptive stuff and they were going to do something with him on the pay-per-view anyways. And then obviously that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, now, there are stories going around that Spike TV forced both the Styles and Jarrett title wins with the headlining of Nash because of the marketing surveys that had uh, they, they had done on TNA. But there's no truth to that other than that they did do this marketing survey in Atlanta on September 7th. Spike did that, and Dixie was part of it, but no booking decisions were made or influenced by it. So basically, they did like surveys to like see what people re- how they reacted to certain names and stuff like that too. I wasn't gonna go super into this because it's a very long um, thing he writes out, but regardless. So out of that, they learned Kevin Nash main event. No, no booking decisions or were made or influenced by it. Sure. Right. I mean, right. But I think it's more about the part where the false part is that Spike forced them into doing anything. Like force them into a direction? Yes, they did not do that. They just did the service. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think they did. Okay, I just got a few more things for you here. Um, and we're going to end on one that's going to make you shake your head. Um, Homicide was talking with people about a potential move to Orlando as part of starting here in Impact, although it wasn't imminent. Uh, WWE has suddenly, and not surprisingly, expressed interest in him. Mm. However... On September 20th, Homicide sent IWA Mid-South promoter Ian Ryan, um, who, he is, who he was booked for uh, this coming weekend, an email saying that he was under investigation by police in New York and that he can't leave the state and said it was a very serious matter. So until that's cleaned up, all bets are off. So we literally, um, it went from, he's definitely coming to, well, maybe not. I wonder yeah. what he did. I wonder what he might have done. Uh, he said it's very serious, so. Also, more people, um, Austin Aries and Roger Strong were apparently offered short-term contracts stemming from their match at Unbreakable. So that's kind of exciting. That's good. I thought that was kind of cool. And another person, Shannon Moore, will be available for the second or third Spike taping. So we're not going to see him right away, but probably after Bound for Glory. The only Shannon Moore I want to see is the three-count Shannon Moore. Oh, please. Now, we have one more guy, and this is my final note before we get into this match, Bob. One more person who we may see returning to TNA. Who do you think it could be? A guy that's returning. Oh, yeah. This is a big return. Okay, well, you said, oh, yeah, it's not Randy Savage. No. Uh, Ken Shamrock. Nope, close. Close? No, I'm just kidding. It's not close at all. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, Dixie Carter spoke to Johnny Fairplay this past week about... Uh, um, which So he kind of elaborates further. This always happens when something new comes up. Uh, she wants to bring Fairplay back, believing that he's a mainstream star. The booking committee always hates it, thinking it's already improving, that he means nothing. So the idea that she floated was to him to host Explosion and do a Piper's Pit-type segment on the pay-per-view shows. We'll see how this turns out. Carter had uh, called him about returning in August as Waltman's manager, and it ended up falling through. Apparently, she told him, uh, she also told him that they don't want to be at war with WWE, but Spike told them whether they want to be or not, they are. And Dave says, geez, they've really, they've been around for three years and they still don't realize it. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're not. It's not a war. No. So pretty uh, crazy stuff going on. I think the uh, the fair play thing is just getting really comical at this point. Yes, absolutely. But the amount of times it's like, oh hey, he's coming back. Oh hey, no. Oh hey, yeah. It's just getting funny. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. So. Um, but they mentioned Explosion, and I'll just give you guys a little teaser. Explosion's coming back with matches, so we'll be talking about those again um, oh, right. when we start doing our Impact stuff. So I did notice. It looks like there's, like, one Explosion, like, every two weeks or something like that. I don't know. That's just what I noticed in a brief thing. But anyways, that's what we got for notes this week. Significantly less because we don't have to talk about Unbreakable and a bunch of TV stuff. Um, so we can get right into this um, IC- IWC match. All right, so if you guys want to watch along with us, this mat or the whole show actually is on YouTube. Uh, it is on the page called IndieWrestling.us, and this page has a bunch of IWC shows, a whole lot of indie wrestling uh, in general, as you can tell by the name. So IndieWrestling.us, that's what you're going to want to look up, and then uh, IWC No Excuses 2005. Uh, as I said, the whole show is on there. Uh, we are going. Oh, my computer almost. Nope. Oh. Yeah, Bob, say that one more time for us. Okay, because my computer froze. That's great. Uh, two hours, eighteen minutes, and fifty-two seconds is where we're going to be starting off. Excellent. Okay, I'm not frozen still, so that's good. Nope, oh, you're good. Uh, all right, so I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, that's when we're going to start. Uh, the show or start the match excuse me uh your screen should basically just have aj styles on it mm-hmm. uh, and that's where we're gonna start so here we go three two one play styles <laughs> why'd my volume turn off i think it's because of the music oh Oh, there's him beating up CM Punk. So, his, I mean, Styles must have wrestled here a decent amount if they have all this footage of him wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been wrestling there since, like, 2002. Oh, wow. Pretty, pretty consistently. They're Saban? Okay. Now, as someone who's never watched IWC before, um, are they, like, pretty solid indie promotion here in early 2000s? Um, In the Pennsylvania area. Yeah, they're, they're drawing pretty good crowds. I was going to say, think, the crowds don't look bad, honestly. Yeah, they're not like at a level of you know Ring of Honor or anything like that. But I would say, yeah, they're they're pretty pretty solid. I I enjoy a, a good percent a good percentage of the shows that I watch. Are they still active? Yes. Really? Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they've I, been that's like, much, you know really thriving. That's awesome because I feel like a lot of like indie companies like this that. You know, the, some of these smaller ones, especially like early 2000s, don't end up lasting. Uh, yeah, there's a fair share of indie companies that, you know, kind of just sputter. We're literally seeing basically his entire career here, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had skipped this. I mean, th- dude, that's fine. That's okay. I think we're, this is a good place to start us because then we're going to get right into it. Yeah, I don't even know when he starts coming out. Oh, here we go. Here he is. I don't think the camera's close enough to his face, but. It's very loud. I need to turn this down in my ear. Oh, yeah. Jeez. 
Now I noticed it. So they were playing the AJ Styles song in that hype package, but like, oh wait, oh no, he is coming out to his song. Yeah. Okay, it didn't sound like it at first. Do they not have any barricades? No, nope. uh, they okay. might have like a little rope. I don't think they do. They don't have anything. I don't think they got anything. I like how they had the censor for that one part, but it's like it's like so hard to hear in the video that they can just play in the background. Well, no. I think there's a th- there's a thing where like you get away with it if it's like in a public. Oh, uh, okay. There's like a way around it, but when you do a video like and they probably they probably muted it for the YouTube thing, so they didn't get flagged or something. Yeah, absolutely. Crowd seems very excited. Now this venue reminds me of the the Rome mm. ice rink venue from Two CW. Basically, every company goes to the same types of venues, so I just am gonna get reminded of like every one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean this. They even got like see the stuff hanging around. This mm. might be in an ice rink too. Like, it could it would... be. I wouldn't be surprised. Dude, that look at that ring announcer. He's dressed to the freaking nines here. Looks like Josh Matthews with a mustache. He doesn't even have a mustache. Yes, he does. He's and if it's not, it's a shadow. No, he's not. He's that got is... like, a little thing. He's got a little thing. No way. Yes, he does. Okay, maybe he's clean shaven. I think <laughs> it's the shadow. Yeah, it's definitely a shadow. Now, AJ he's probably not... sweating his balls off in the July. Yeah. Fucking venue there. There's no way. Now I want to see the fire that um indie Matt Hardy has in 2005. Well, again, the context here is that he's already signed back with the right, record. right. So what is he really going to do here? Okay, he don't look like he's going to care very much. But he's uh, coming out to the V1 theme song. What shirt does he have on? V1 now. <laughs> is he still hitting the leg drop, or are we going to see some... Uh, uh, he's definitely doing a leg drop. He's not doing forearms probably till 2012. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, his shirt says us versus them. I don't know what the back says. There's a website of some kind. Now, 2005. Let's just put this in perspective. Matt Hardy gets fired. He gets advertised for an indie show near you. Are you excited to go see him? No. No. I well, here's the thing. I wouldn't be excited to see him until after he showed up. After, after that, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But if it was like, hey, two step, Matt Hardy's coming to, I'd be like, okay, I like Jeff though. Dude, that, <laughs> you know, like, it's so bad, dude. And when he did come to 2CW years later, it was never like, oh, hey, I'm seeing Matt Hardy. There was usually something else on the show that I wanted to see. I know, dude. And he started to come so much that yeah, it was, I feel like it started to be a joke. It was a guy, yeah, Matt. Didn't he fought like Johnny Gargano on one of the shows? I believe so. Yeah. I remember that one. Him and Dalton had a match too, didn't they? 
Or no? Mm. Him, and, him and Sammy Callahan, for sure. Yeah. That's where I'm getting confused. He fought Sammy on the show, and I can't remember who Dalton fought on that one. Why did they never bring... Was Jeff... Well, Jeff was signed with Impact, I guess, right? Yeah. I guess that's why they never got Jeff in. I also don't think he wanted to do Indies. If he didn't have to, why bother? Yeah, and I think that if he did, that Impact would get a fee for it to begin with anyway. Right. Wait, Matt Hurd's got a mic. He's going to do his thing, he says. He's pausing. Do what? I got to turn this up. Oh, wait. Why is he doing like a rock intro? I don't know. Matt Hardy version one. Mattitude has arrived in Monroe, Pennsylvania. Like what? Johnny Ace or any of the other assholes that work for WWE. Okay, so he's still shooting as if he is not going there. Right. He didn't come to talk about that asshole edge and that whore. <laughs> he he's talking about Lita. Um but he t- wants to wrestle AJ Styles. We actually covered this um note in our notes about this match. So this should sound sort of familiar if you guys have been listening for a while. He accepted a dream match. The only time and probably the last time this will happen, mm-hmm. and I will tell you right now, I was trying to YouTube this match before we were doing this, and it is, in fact, very much not the last time <laughs> they wrestled. They wrestled so much, I was shocked. Yeah. They they wrestled in TNA, didn't they? Uh, Yeah, dude, uh, yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> If you Google it right now, there's going to be at least three matches that pop up. Well, you know, that's Matt Hardy. He's got to make it seem like a dream match. Well, to be fair, he, he knows he signed. He knows that he signed a TNA. At this time, it literally could be the last time. Yeah. Bryce Remsburg is our referee. Oh, my God. I didn't even recognize him because he's got a full head of hair. Yep. Matt Hardy versus AJ Styles right here in front of us. We got Anthony Kingdom James and Joe Dombrowski on commentary. Uh, This is in front of 600 people according to Cage Match. Mm. That's a pretty good crowd. Dude, their microphones are like messing with my ears right now. One's over here and one's over here. Yeah. Bill has already rung, and boom, we locking up here. He's not here about Edge. He's not here about Johnny Ace. He's here to entertain and fight AJ Styles. 
Yeah, we might heard he fought AJ Styles here, and then he's like, damn, I probably should have just went to TNA. Probably. I mean, he has what? What did we say it was? It was like a three-month really good run, and then that was it. For Hardy? Yeah, doesn't he do the edge thing, and then it just dies out when he does nothing? Yeah, I would I would even say that, because uh, on that first, like, the return to USA, they have, like, a ladder match or something, mm. I think, him and Edge. Yeah, I think Hardy loses. And then after that, it's just like, oh, it's Matt Hardy again. So, yeah, about, like, three months. And that's after um, they had, don't they have, like, a, was it, like, a street fight at SummerSlam or something like that? So, yeah, I think SummerSlam And then there's a cage is match, like, isn't there? Cage match at Unforgiven. Unforgiven. And it's a very it's a very good cage match. They that feud for I mean it was good because it was fucking real. Yeah. I actually just saw the video of him like returning on Raw um on Twitter recently. I did too. Yeah. When he tackles him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. People were like, Man, I I thought this was real. It's like that yeah. was that's the point. Yeah. Starting off a little slow here. Nice, some hammer locks, some headlocks. Ten best wrestlers on the planet. Yes, he had a reconstructive knee surgery, and that is when I met him when I was a child. Back in 2004. He, his, that was when his knee was all fucked up? Yeah, after he got choke slammed off the stage at the wedding. I remember that. <laughs> and uh, I met him at the New York State Fair, and he had his leg in a brace. And as a kid, I was like, oh, fuck, this is it's real. He really got hurt. And yeah, that was crazy. That was like crazy. That was like mindfuck stuff to me as a kid. That's funny. And it was just him? Just him. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't say thank you. And I felt really bad as I got older. And my friend was like, yeah, he gave you like a look. Ooh. And so I met my, Well, I didn't. I went up to him at 2CW once. And I told him that story. And then I so then I thanked him. He was probably like, I remember you. No, but he was he was really cool about it. What did he say? Ah, oh, dude, that's okay. He, no, he like loved the story. It, How it, much it, money it, did you give him? Nothing. You didn't give him any money. Nope. When I told him that story, I just walked up to him and showed him the picture and I like, told him the story. Oh. And he was he was very nice. And then I got a picture with Rebby. I was gonna say it was Rebby Hardy. They're being like, that's twenty dollars. Um, no. Well, she that's what she was doing, but that's yeah. not what happened to me. And I also didn't pay to meet her either, so. More arm uh, hammer locks. Bob, if we are in for a stinker like that PWG show, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> hey, man. Although, to be fair, wasn't that match an hour? Oh, um, my. Yeah. Dude. We really, we really did you guys dirty and us dirty yeah, um, on accident for the PWG takes or Jason takes PWG. Um, it was not good. We Matt Hardy's looking like, dang, this uh, AJ Styles is pretty good. Pretty talented. Maybe I should have oh, gone to the DNA. Maybe I should have went with my, bro- my brother. We could have won the tag team titles. But don't worry. In about 
six years. We'll win them anyway. Actually, it's longer than that, but you know. I was going to say it's way longer than that. It's almost 10. Okay, in about 10 years, we will win the Impact Tag Team titles. On pop. On pop. And then we'll we'll disappear from Mexico City into the impact zone, or vice versa. And then we'll win the Ring of Honor titles, and we'll fight the Young Bucks. Yeah. And then we'll return to WrestleMania. Yeah. But not before we go to the uh, House of Hardcore show and do a mm-hmm. surprise match, even though we didn't think they were going to. Uh, wait, well, wasn't that after... Because they were there and we didn't. Oh yes, they, it was after. It was after. Weren't gonna be able to go. That show was awesome. And they, and they fucking showed up. That was a fun show. Who did they fight? Was it the Dudleys? Hmm. It might have been. I'm looking it up. I remember For- it being a. It was a quick like segment. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I remember it was pretty quick, but it was like it was still cool because they they got to do it, even though we didn't think they were going to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're doing headlocks again. Oh, House of Hardcore doesn't run shows anymore since 2019. I didn't know that. Tommy Dreamer's too busy being the uh, digital champion. Don't even remind me, dude. When did we see that show, Bob? Give me a uh, try to remind me here. That would have been April uh 2017. 2017, I think. CW Anderson oh. was on that show. Um, I found it. I found it. I found Louis, it. I think was okay. okay. You ready? As we're doing headlocks, well, let's run down this House of Hardcore show that we saw. Good. April 22nd, 2017. And Styles with a headlock takeover. Matt Stryker defeated Chuckles. Chuckles the Clown. Yeah. Alex Reynolds, who was with uh, Maria Maniac or Manic and MJF, mm-hmm. defeated Little Guido. Mm-hmm. The Now, which is Hal Collins and Vic. Delicious. Delicious. Oh. Um, and TJ Marconi defeated John Score, Pat Buck, and Tom North by DQ. Mm-hmm. Then we saw the surprise of Juventud Guerrera defeating C.W. Anderson. That was pretty cool. The Juice. Brian Cage defeated Action Ortiz and Brett Titus. Uh, MVP defeated Bull James. And then the Hardys defeated Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. That match actually went nine minutes. Oh. And then in the main event, Penta L0M defeated Sammy Callahan. It was in Philadelphia. That was a lot of fun. Hardy with a clothesline after a snake eyes in the corner, taking out Styles. Goes through the cover. One, two. An easy kick out. I remember there was like, they uh, wasn't Christian there? Christian was there as like a meet and greet thing. We met. Oh, was uh, he? I don't know. Ricky Steamboat was there. Ricky we met him. Steamboat. I met Velvet Sky there. Um, yeah, that was a good time. I should have met Christian. I just didn't have enough money on me. I wanted to meet the Hardys, and then they said the price, and I was like, nah, not today. How much was their price? How much was it? If you wanted a combo, it was like 120 Wow. And I was just like, I just don't have that much money right now. 
But they were like in the broken gimmick. Like I regret it, but it's fine. Because that's when like that stuff was cool. Yeah. Sounds like the crowd's chanting for AJ as he's punching uh, in the midsection of Matt Hardy, standing back to his feet here. Hardy does look to be in pretty good shape. I will. Say. I was thinking that, dude. Leapfrog and down by Styles. Come back. Nice drop kick, taking out Matt Hardy. Such grace, such height. Wow. You'd think it was a killer bees match, this guy says on commentary. What in the fuck? Yeah, dude. Of course it's like a fucking killer bees match with all the drop kicks. Okay. I, I would super- more expect like a hardcore Holly reference or something. Oh, Matt Hardy counters, stalling vertical suplex to Styles, takes him down. Come on, AJ. One. Someone yells Two. in the well, distance. I even know barely the one count. Do you see that clock behind him? It looks like it's not even real. Let me see. Oh, right there. That's a clock. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's a clock. The two hands? I guess. The two arms, I mean, whatever you want to call it. It is fake, that's why. It doesn't look real at all. Oh, Matt Hardy off the rope. Oh my god, the Jeff Jarrett special. That was his favorite move. One, two, AJ kicks out. Or one, whatever it was. I don't think that's a clock, dude. They're the same sized arms, then. It looks like a clock to me. What time is it, then? Uh, 7.25. <laughs> that's not a clock. It's, def- it's definitely not a clock. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, springboard, f- kind of a flying forearm. Yeah, yeah it was more a crossbody, though. They called yeah. it like that. I mean, half crossbody, half collision goes for the cover. One, two. I'll tell you what, these are, these announcer guys are, like, not as annoying as normal indie announcers, I feel like. Joe Dombrowski's pretty good. I don't know about this other guy, but any show that uh, Joe Dombrowski does, he's pretty good. Okay. Inseguri hits him a little low on the top of the back, but uh, Matt Hardy stumbles into the corner. Nope, see? Dude, see, he's good. He caught him in the ribs, okay. he said. He knows. Okay. A couple chops here in the corner. I actually bought magazines off of uh, Joe Dombrowski. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Matt reverses. Styles in the corner now. Oh, clubbing him with a forearm. Oh, this is the leech. Well, that's what he calls it now. What is it called? He calls it the leech nowadays. Okay. It's a body scissors, like, um, full Nelson kind of, like, submission. It's like a, yeah, it's a, I didn't know wrapped, he did this. He's wrapped around. It's like a front face lock, but he's hooking the arms. Dude, I didn't know he did this back then. I thought this was like a newer Matt Hardy thing because he can't like do the normal Matt Hardy stuff. Oh. Wow. Yeah, he calls it the leech. Has he ever won with it? Maybe. I think it's... This is a guess. I don't know for sure. But because of the name and stuff, I feel like it might have started with like the big money Matt stuff, I thought, but apparently mm. he's done it before. Drop toe hold Matt flies out of the Whoa. ring. 
Let's see if Styles is going to do a dive. Is he just going to go out and punch him a couple times? What's about to happen here? And there is no mats on the floor, it doesn't look like. So I doubt Styles is going to dive. He might. He might. You're right. In Pennsylvania, we don't need mats. No. New York, you got to, or you can't yes. wrestle or something. Yeah, that's like a rule. Even though I've been to some shows, and you might, you're better off probably having known how slippery and like shitty they are. Yeah. Oh, shit, Here he's about go. to die. Here we go. Styles? Wow. Awesome dive. And Hardy caught him very well. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Absolutely suicidal with the dive. Yeah, that was pretty good. The IWC chance. The fans coming alive here. T-N-A. T-N-A. Yeah, right. Styles yeah, tosses him in the ring. Yeah, let's go, AJ. Let's do this. A TNA guy's got to beat a WWE guy. See, it's funny. We talked about this, and I don't remember who wins this one. What will happen? Probably a fucking double DQ. <laughs> I'm sure somebody in the I, like some IWC team will come out and like, oh, now it's a tag team match. Oh God! Though I hate that shit. That pisses me off so much. In uh, in all the indie shows I've watched, that shit has happened so many times. Dude, do you remember? We were supposed to see A.R. Fox for Samoa Joe. Oh, don't oh. even get me fucking started. And then they were like, actually, they're going to be on, in a tag team together. And we were all like, what the? Oh, f-? my God. That was one of the biggest bummers maybe ever. And it was because Joe was hurt. Yeah. Oh, that so That sucked. I was so looking forward to that match, too. That might have been one of the... Well, that, that was a pretty good show anyway. But I was... Like, really looking forward to seeing Joe and Fox. Yeah, it was a good show, and then they fucking ripped the Band-Aid off at the end like that. Yeah. Damn it. They had, like, a good, um, I think it was Freddie and Delaney. The T- they had a TLC one, right? And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Car. yeah, that was good. <laughs> but that main event, and before that was Duggan. Yes, and dude, everyone and left. Everybody was leaving, and then, like, they realized, oh shit, there's another match. So some people came back, but a lot of people left after Duggan. Which I saw, by the way. He's in the hospital right now. I just saw that. Yeah, I saw that too. Styles Slash was like corner by Styles. Yep. Player flop there by Hardy. Matt Hardy wants to show the people in Connecticut they let him hang off for any reason was the biggest mistake they'd ever make. Yeah, but he's, he's already back. And so they they just said he's gonna show up on Monday Night Raw when he wants. He's gonna go wrestle where he wants. So he's only done the first Raw appearance at this point. Um, I no, I think he's done a couple. Oh, okay. Because he was. He had made an appearance before Sacrifice, and they were going to let him on sack or uh, 
No Surrender, right? No, oh, yes. no, Yes. I think it's No Surrender. Yeah. And so No Surrender was like July 19th or whatever. So he had to have been... I think he appeared on the Raw before that show. I think they would have been pretty cool. I mean, I probably would have had him on there. Trading punches here. Styles pulls back off the ropes, comes back with a forearm. Oh, discus punch. Takes out Styles, goes to the cover. One, two, no. You know, it's just like um, when CM Punk won the title without, like, a contract, quote-unquote. Yeah. I would have had him show up at, like, AAW and, like, have a match. I think that would have been the smart shit to do. And he did have, like, the one, like, he went to an indie show to, like, give Gregory Iron, like, a title. Yeah. Which was, like, cool, but I think they should have had him work. Did he do that when he was in WWE, though? Yeah, he had the title with him. He did? That was during that whole thing, yeah. Oh, I thought he had... Wasn't he masked, though? No, you're thinking of something else. You're thinking of... That's more... That was before he came back to... Like, not came back, but when he debuted in ADW. And he, like, very clearly... It was CM Punk ran out during, like, this match. And he was, like, masked. Kick out at two. Styles almost had him. After a phenomenal brainbuster. Come on, Hardy. We're at, uh, if you're following along on the YouTube, two hours, 46 minutes, 40 seconds. Oh, oh Moonsault reverse DDT. Boom. And he oh. hits it. Pretty nice, dude. Yeah. And as he, like, landed, Hardy almost fell, but Styles got him enough to pull him up before he hit it. And as they said, Matt Hardy tried to drop out of it, which is a, a really good call to make it look like he's tried to slip out of it. Styles going for the Styles clash here. Hardy slips out. Side effect! Side effect! Side effect! One, two. One, two. No. Styles ain't gonna lose to a secondary finisher. Are you nuts? Oh, what is he doing? Uh oh. Is he going for the leg drop or is he gonna do a forearm? This is the moment of truth. Okay, Matt Hardy, oh, AJ might be getting up. Is he going to do a forearm or a leg drop? Neither. Shit. Oh, he went for the axe handle. He's going for an axe handle. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's the fate? Whoa. AJ going for the cover. One, two. Oh. Bryce Remsburg cannot believe it. Was Bryce a goofy referee yet at this point or no? I mean, he was doing Shikara, so probably. I just can't believe he has hair. Yeah. Okay, Styles up in the top rope here. Spiral tap, but he missed. He's doing spiral tap on the indie? 
He probably used to do that move a lot more. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Oh, Hardy's doing the, the hand thing. You know what he's calling for. Oh, yeah. Oh, going for the twist of fate, but Styles caught the foot, spun him around, Hearn Krana. No, no, no. Matt Hardy. Are you for the Styles? Oh, he hits the Styles edge. One, two. AJ <laughs> kicks out. You can't beat me with my own move. Dude, the crowd's going nuts. Look at him. Everyone's standing up. <laughs> he counters it. He hits him with his own finisher. Okay, so Matt Hardy looks like he's going for the spiral tap now. I'm just joking. Yeah, okay. Moonsault, though, probably? Moonsault, yeah. Nice. Wait, you got his knees up. Right? Oh, I didn't even notice. AJ, thinking on his feet once again. <laughs> Some are standing and none are leaving. At the sports center, uh, sports center. So I don't know if it's an ice rink, but it's probably like an indoor kickball thing or something. Soccer. Some, something like that, yeah. Styles is blocking it. Oh, almost pushed him out into the referee to knock him out. He's back. Oh, oh, I don't know what was happening, but Styles just went for cover. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, nice counter. <laughs> that was freaking awesome, Out dude. of a jack Styles clash. That might be it. Can you get him with that? Let's see. One. Oh. oh. Dude, how he just slipped out of that cover and pulled him up in the Styles clash. That was, was awesome. Wicked good move. Well, I'd say him not winning there with the Styles Clash is a pretty good indication of that this match is not going to end the way we think it's going to end. <laughs> the locker room in unison standing behind them. Bob's going to be right. We're making it into a tag match. Another thing I'll say is I feel like... Oh, wait. Discus? Punch? By Styles, the lighting and camera work for this company is also pretty freaking good here for 2005. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely not like a bumfuck indie promotion. No. Oh. Okay, so he went for Hurricane Run off the top, but Hardy kind of held on and kind of slipped out. Going for the trademark leg drop. Pele kick oh. while Matt Hardy's sitting up oh. in the top. Fell to the floor. That was nice. Crowd showing their appreciation here. Yep, Matt Hardy's on the floor. He's trying to get back in. Styles, discus, no. Gets caught. Twist of fate. Nope. 
Trying to go for a backslide, but Hardy countered. Referee was distracted with oh, something. Whoa. Oh, wow. He got, like, tangled up with him, I think. Twist of fate. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh! Oh, he kicks out! Whoa. I thought that was going to be it, dude. Yeah. They've taken a finishing maneuver. They've taken both of their opponents. There's no excuses. Okay, twist of fate. Twist of fate. Oh, Styles held the rope, though. Oklahoma roll. Whoa! Got him with the Oklahoma roll. Oh, shit, dude. I did not think Styles was winning this. I did not either. Wow. I'm surprised that they the WWE would let him do the job. Wow. I thought that was a good match. Yeah. They got me a little worried in that beginning with all the yeah. headlocks and shit, but that ended up being pretty good. Nice. Styles, TNA wins again over WWE. TNA wins the war. LOL, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's standing up cheering. I mean, they... 600 fans for IWC in this match for, like, this match is not bad. That's yeah. pretty fucking good. That's bigger than some Ring of Honor crowds. Both men are spent from the effort. Matt Hardy's got the mic. Here's what Bob predicted. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah. Matt Hardy, Maybe or uh, AJ Styles, you the future. IWC. IWC. Yeah, this was a, a relief compared to that. Jason takes PWG match, that's for sure. Okay, Matt Hardy's got it. AJ? Congratulations, I want to shake your hand. Now you got to hit him in the face. From the bottom of my heart. I'm going to fuck you up. Hey, it was his honor. He wants to hear him chair his name. It's the only time it's ever going to happen until about 2011. Mm-hmm. If this is his first and last, he wants to leave on a high note. Nice. Oh, AJ's got the mic now. Talking about being match of the year, Matt Hardy, AJ Styles. Yeah, maybe until uh, Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> and also like Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle. But you know, but hey, yeah, just, yeah, we'll just keep track. <laughs> oh, he owes his career to him. What? 
Yeah, dude, he's a big Matt Hardy mark. Where does he owe his career to Matt Hardy? Okay. Styles leaves the ring to let the fans cheer for Hardy before he goes back and beats up Edge and Amy. Well, that was a good uh, little bonus episode, Bob. Yeah. And now that we're uh, done with the bonus episodes, that means we can fully be prepared for the debut of Spike TV. Oh, man. Impact. This dude's still talking. He's it's got more Matt Hardy in a microphone, of course. Either. They were chanting, please come back. Of course, he cannot. This has been the funnest time of my life, he says. Let's to face it. This tour he's making is going to be the best matches of Matt Hardy's career. If I was Matt Hardy, I'd like live the game. They can be like, you never know when I might show up again. Right. And then it wouldn't be probably until, you know, 2012 or something. But, you know, he, and then he can come back and be like, I told you. Right. I got to go back and work for all those assholes. You don't have to. You're choosing to there, pal. Uh, yeah, dude. So Spike TV coming up next week, October 1st. I cannot freaking wait, dude. I cannot freaking wait to get on Spike TV. Um, it should be really good. Okay, this show's over now. It looks like it's about to go off the air. So, Bob, what are you? Uh, what are you excited about Spike TV or what? Uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be freaking awesome. I always say that we, we always hit these milestones of stuff that we're looking forward to, but uh, Spike TV might be the biggest yet, dare I say it. I would say so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be really great. And it's we crazy just... that we've reached this point, man. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Started and... with the, uh, for the weekly pay-per-views. We almost gave up after weekly pay-per-view number three. We really three. Kind of comp- uh, contemplated it. Yeah, that one was pretty rough. I'm not even going to lie. But we're at Spike TV. Arguably, uh, I mean, it, it goes up from here, right? It's constantly a, a bigger and better uh, thing that we keep hitting. And we're about to hit another one coming up. And it's only going to get better because we still uh, hit. There's yeah. like moments to come that is just like some of the best stuff. So I think just, you know, Spike TV is a level of consistency that um, TNA enjoys for many years. Yep. So. It all begins next week. Yeah. So we've wrapped up our bonus episodes. And folks, next week, the era of Spike TV begins. So until then, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Collier Jr. And this has been the TNA Across the Line Podcast. <laughs>